Hi, and thanks for joining us for another episode of Enlightened Conversations. Each week, we invite guests to share their views on the world, work, and their personal lives in an enlightened way. Our hosts have been chosen especially to role model just how we do an enlightened conversation. This episode is produced by Michelle Lightworker and sponsored by the Lightworker Foundation and White Light Publishing House. Welcome to Enlightened Conversations. My name is Raul, and I am here joined today on Enlightened Conversations by the beautiful Marisa Delicio, and we are at her beautiful cafe, Bella Cosi, and the name of her book, Bella Cosi, A Taste of Life. Welcome, Marisa. Hi, Raul. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. In your little blurb that we were putting on Facebook to announce that we were going live on this program, on this show, we mentioned that your life with food and, and the idea of soulful food started when you were a little girl and you were in your mom's little kitchen and you were pretending to be this host having your own television show cooking. So, so tell true. us a little bit about that. Well, uh, my job in the kitchen was to wash the dishes. Um, <laughs> and so I used to pretend, you know, we never had little... Um, little um, iPads in those days, so <laughs> I used to pretend I was washing the dishes and I was conducting my own cooking show. From about seven years old, I'd pretend I was um, washing the dishes and talking to the people on the camera, saying, this is the pasta dishes, which was just dirty plates that I had in front of me, but um, I was pretending I was on this massive TV show and, you know, talking about the food I was preparing for everybody and how many people I was going to feed, and yeah, it was just my passion from a very early age. But isn't it lovely how sometimes we say to little kids, what would you like to do when oh, you grow true. up? Oh, my goodness. And they I get haven't. goosebumps. You even just think of <laughs> I still remember those days. And I actually get goosebumps because you know how they say, put out something into the universe and you dream? Mm. I am a living testimony. I know this sounds very no, no, crazy no, no, no. on one level, but I'm living proof. If you really believe in something... Um, Things do happen, and I'm living proof of that. I've always wanted to own my own business, have a cafe. I've always wanted to teach people to cook, and I'm not a fantastic chef by any means. It's just, as we say, soul food. It really is soul food. And I've, I talk into, in the book also, and I'm sure we'll go into that, mm. that it's very important that you cook your food in a good mood because it's all about energy. Life's mm. all about energy, as you know, Rory, yes, also. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and you've got to be in a good mood because the food picks up the energy. Yes. It's so true. I mean, I could do a cooking class and I can teach 10 people to cook the same cake. Yes. And depending on their energy, that, that cake will taste different. Correct. Yes. Correct. Because so. you bring, I remember my late grandmother, uh, she used to say, never cook when you're angry. It's so true. And when you cook, bring the love from you onto love. that food. And I remember when I was a little boy, uh, getting up on a Sunday morning, and grandma was Spanish, but kind of like the border with Italy. And she learned to make pasta, and I learned to actually uh, cut the ravioli with a little wheel. Oh, yeah, yeah. Believe that was my job at 6 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> oh, my God. How and we'll you? be having pasta at about 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and it was, you know, the long lunches. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And, um, and I remember that idea that she always said, cook with soul. And, and when I became a man, she used to say to me, you're not going to be like your father all that doesn't know how to boil an egg. You're oh, gonna. Good. I'll. I will sit there with grandma and write the recipes. That's fantastic. And that's I really think good. that somewhere along the line, I lost that little notebook. Oh, but I remember. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, no, yeah. they're in here. Mm. 
And I remember that, and that's what I actually thought that it would be brilliant to bring you into the show. Thank because you. in enlightened conversations, it's not about being unicorns and rainbows, no. which although they are lovely and we believe in them and we believe in angels, but it's about bringing reality into what an enlightened conversation is. Mm -hmm. And in your case, and in the case of your family, you bring that enlightenment through your food, and that's amazing. And people, I'm sorry that you don't have smell vision or, <laughs> or you cannot taste through the camera, but we've got here beautiful croissants. Um, as I mentioned before, Marisa has three beautiful sons named Vince, Anthony, and, and Christian. And who is the one that is the pastry chef? Christian's a pastry okay, chef. Okay, Christian yeah. is a pastry chef. And Vince that is sitting here with us, you cannot see, but he's there smiling away. Christian actually is a brilliant barista amongst many other things that he has done in his life. But if you are in Port Melbourne, and you are in the area, come in, they're straight across from the Spirit of Tasmania, come have a coffee, have a pastry, do like I do on a Saturday, <laughs> they make beautiful donuts. So. I was waiting for him to say that. He's, so, he's actually confessing, yeah. and the I actually get a text in the morning, this is true, I have to check my phone on a Saturday or a Sunday, because I know Raul's saying, please, as soon as I put it on Instagram, Reserve one or two Nutella donuts for me. So he's fessing up, which is good. That's it. The issue with the, the Nutella donuts is that they don't bake a lot. They only bake a limited amount. So if you don't put the order, they go. And I need to just get on a train and catch a tram and get all the way down here and have my donut. However, um, when I walk in, Vin says, a donut is, has your name on it, Raul is waiting <laughs> for you. And I tend to have dessert and then you suggest something that I need to have for lunch. So I do that the other way the around, rainbows. but that's the Velacossi way. It's okay. <laughs> Marissa, you brought up these three boys that they became men, yeah? Mm -hmm. And it's wonderful to see the men that they became, or they became because of you. I'm very what was the, What was the secret? The secret is, I think, um, well, not I think, through... We went through, obviously we go, everybody has good times and bad times. Mm -hmm. We, I experienced a, a divorce. I had to go through a divorce um, and the kids were young. They were, I was 29 when I actually separated with my husband. Right. And the boys were young, seven, five and two. So unfortunately, financially, you know, my, God rest his soul, my ex-husband didn't help us financially. Mm -hmm. So obviously I had to make ends meet. Yes. And thankfully, I loved cooking. We're going back to the soul food. Um, I had a little part-time job, but at night, because I couldn't afford to take the kids to nannies or so on, I would cook biscuits in the kitchen at night, and the boys would help me dip, choc dip the biscuits in the chocolate. Yes. Pack, this is a true story. Dip the mm -hmm. biscuits in the chocolate, uh, pack the biscuits. One would dip the biscuits, one would pack the biscuits, one would do the invoicing. And, um, you know, and I would go out and look after, look, you know, go to cafes and see if they wanted... Um, the biscuit orders while I was at work during the day they were at school I'd come home we'd eat dinner then we'd make the biscuit orders for the next day and this is how we did it and thankfully the boys understood not necessarily the value of money I mean obviously we need money mm. to go to forward survive. but to survive mm -hmm. and hard work um, and they're good boys I'm very proud of them uh, very responsible boys and they're my rocks we've been through you know good times and bad times but boys have understood that again food is really and now I'm sounding very old-fashioned 
It's what brings us together. It's love. And you know when people say, oh, people are passionate about food, you have to have the passion. And a lot of people come up to me also and mm. they say, oh, Marisa, how did you open up this cafe? And so, you know, how did you do it? Obviously, I've always wanted to open up a cafe. Yes. And it's my passion. Mm. Uh, yes, it is about paying the bills. And we all live in normality. We can't live in the clouds all no, the time, no, no. even though it would be nice to. <laughs> but reality, we have to pay our bills. And I know this sounds very cliche. It's not so much about the money coming into the shop. For me, and I'm getting goosebumps again, it's actually seeing the satisfaction of the people that come through the shop. And they actually say to me all the time, Raul, mm. and to the boys, they yes. say, we can feel the love and the energy mm. in the food mm. and, in the, and the energy in the shop. And that, to me, is the most satisfying thing. And I actually get emotional because it's the mm. truth. Yeah. They actually get satisfied because they feel the love, and it's love. And it's not cliche when people do say it. People can say, oh, you know, I'm bad passionate about this, but true passion, not thinking of the monetary value. You have to really, from here, give the love. And that's where I think well, yeah. I've experienced it firsthand. Again, I'm going back to my late grandmother, which I adore because she taught me how to the read. Spirit must be around yeah, she is, she is. And, but she used to say to me, Raul, Never pursue money because no. if you do that, it will run away from you as fast as you are pursuing it. So true. The idea is to um, do whatever you do, as you were describing, just say, Marisa, out of love. Because as I usually say to people out there, what goes around comes around. So and you might as well send love. And it's the love that Christian puts into many, yeah. into making the pastries, into so making true. those cakes. It's the love that Vince puts into. Uh, creating those amazing coffees and, and it's not just the coffee, it's the conversation. It's uh, even Anthony helping in the kitchen and we were watching the other day, the two of them in the kitchen together and, and they don't even talk, they no, just know what they need to do. Yeah. And the two of you at the front and, and it's wonderful to see that family synergy that comes from truly understanding from a young age for the boys. Yeah what mom has actually done for them, and now what they do for themselves. Yeah. Because they could be working anywhere else, and they're working here. We get a lot of people coming to the shop, and a surprise, we've been together in the shop now for seven years, thank goodness. And from people, 2011, from yes. From 2011. Yes. The first, the, the first of the 11th, 2011, so wow. the 111s. Correct, there you the have it. <laughs> if that's not confirmation. Yeah. Um, but people are surprised, they say, Oh my goodness, how can you work with your kids? Not And we live together too, and we go on holidays together. And unfortunately in this society, a lot of that's lost. Not lost, a lot of people don't experience that old-fashioned yeah, I was. Unit. It's a shame, really. I'm very blessed. I was having a look at a picture that you posted the other day on Instagram and on, on Facebook of uh, Vince and you are a function. And I just thought, what a lovely picture it was because it was truly Vince being there. And in any other case, people will say, oh, mama's boy. And I thought, no, it's a man standing next to his mother. He's my rock. He's and, and it was that idea that, my God. You're making me emotional now. <laughs> no, but it's beautiful because Thank to you. have a son that actually understands who he is, yeah, but still blessed. can stand as a man next to his mother. Uh, you don't see rare. that no. because you actually see the ones that don't want to know their mother yeah. or the ones that are a mama's boy that are holding on to the skirt. Yes, I see what you mean. I know. And, and Vince wasn't showing that. He was just standing in his own light. 
Yeah, but supporting you there. No, he's a good so, guy. Very, I'm very proud. And they've been through a lot, so I'm very blessed to have them. They're hey, my rocks, all three of them. They've been through a lot, but so does everybody else. Exactly. And I guess that we're here talking today because the, the, the issue of this enlightened conversation is to be able to say to people, if a single mother with three boys can achieve what you have achieved, including this beautiful book that we'll talk about it in a second, there's hope for everybody else. I, I, I'm standing proof of that. I'm living proof of that. And you know what it, it, also, it is also? Um, I've always liked, they say to dream. You do dream. I mean, obviously, all our wishes don't come true. But I've always dreamt big. And thankfully, I've had a lot of faith too. I mean, we all have our bad days and our good days. We're all human. But I've actually always put out there, if it's meant to be, it will come to me. But mm -hmm. you have to not sit and wait for it. It's like the people say, we want to wait for Tatsuloto. But you have to play Tatsuloto, so to speak. <laughs> I know it sounds really silly. You have to be in it to win it. But you have to truly want it. And again, going back to the monetary value for the right reasons. Yes. Being passionate. Yes. Um, and I find that... Um, you have to really, really believe, and you also, you know they say the secret, you visualize it. I used to visualize it. I used to visualize the cafe near the sea. Look at this, I mean, I've actually got a photo of myself, it's on the wood, you can't see it unfortunately. It's myself, and I'm gonna really get emotional, and I tell a lot Go of people. Go for it, Go for it. When I actually signed the lease on the cafe, mm -hmm. um, the day I signed the lease, and there was a little bit of, you know, turbulence about do I do it, do I not do it, being a single mother, I think, oh my goodness, you know, you do get scared, and yeah, it's huge course. responsibility, and I thought, you know what, I don't um, want to die regretting, correct. if it works, it works, if it doesn't work, well, it's you not did it, and you gave it a try, the day I signed the lease, I went home, actually, it's in my book, the day I signed the lease, my son Vince, this is why, come, come Vince, come on, this is my son Vince, yeah, the day introduce, I, there is, not come, the, eh, no. Vince. Vince. <laughs> the day I signed the lease, I actually had, you know those old little photos of 60s, mm. show my age now, in the 60s, those little baby, little small photos. Mm -hmm. I went home and I've got a little drawer, I put my keys in, and this photo fell out. And I don't even remember this photo. It was a message, eh? Oh my goodness. And this photo is of me. I don't know if you can see that. Oopsie. Uh, let me just bring it closer to the camera while you talk. There. That's a photo of me across the road in Port Melbourne, where I am at the shop. My mother and my mum's in the background. Okay. My mum and dad arrived from Italy in the fifties, mm. and they used to always bring us to Port Melbourne, saying, "This is where we arrived." So a little story. This is where we arrived, and you know, the, the mm -hmm. ship and so forth. So thankfully, my dad took the photo of me, and look at that. All these years later, I've actually where yeah. I am, where the photo was taken across the road. I've got the shop. Yes. So everything happens. But also, it happens because you are sending the right energy out, and you know, Marisa, that people actually um talk about manifestation yes, yes. Oh. and sometimes people think oh well if I if I pray if I do all of this it's going to manifest but I usually say manifestation is all about that it's all about the energy it's all about the prayer it's all about the connection with the angels but it's all about you taking necessary steps to manifest and I'm gonna latch into a, to a story that happened to me in the year 2000 where I've always wanted to go to Paris and I thought Okay, how am I going to get to Paris? And that year, January, the Eiffel Tower created a competition that you needed to answer 20 questions in one go correctly about the Eiffel Tower, and you will get two tickets to actually get up there on the Eiffel Tower, 
the catch was they wouldn't send them to you. You needed to go to Paris and pick them up at the box office. Okay. I studied everything about the Eiffel Tower, went in and in 20 minutes I got all the questions correct and I won the tickets. Oh my goodness. And I thought, okay, how am I going to get there? I don't know. Never mind, I will get there. I got a year. You needed to be there throughout the year 2000. You don't things for the right reason, as she was saying. And I was at the time teaching at Victoria University and my students and my peers nominated me at the time for the Vice Chancellor's Award for Teaching Excellence. And I thought, yeah, right, me. I've been a year and a half in this university. People have been working here for 20 years and they're gonna give it to me, whatever. Long story short, lo and behold, one day the Vice Chancellor called me, telling me, Oh, Raul, do you remember that you, are, um, wasn't, you were nominated for this? And the council met and they decided that there was a clear runaway winner and was just listening to the man thinking, he's going to say thanks, but you know what, somebody else got it. And I was all okay with that. And suddenly he said that the runaway winner were, was you. Oh the council just thought that you were the best. And, and I just thought, God, I didn't know at the time that... For being a finalist, you get like the Olympics, a silver medal, which I was showing that yesterday to a friend of mine, to Laura. And then for the winner, you get a gold medal. And we had an Olympian presenting those wow, to me. Wow, how beautiful is that? What an honor. That's it was. Beautiful. It was beautiful. And my niece flew from Sydney to be there. And my Melbourne University lecturer, she said, you are my biggest success story of my so career. Nice. Yeah. But... By the same token, I remember saying, somebody saying to me, what are you going to do with the money? Because it was attached to two big checks. And, um, and I said to them, well, I'm off to Paris. Oh, look at that. And I spent a month in Paris. And you went to the pick up your tickets? I went to pick up the tickets. I had lunch at the Eiffel Tower, where okay. you actually go on an elevator that has a Chesterfield couch. The chef was waiting for us at the top to take yes. us to the table, to tell us what menu he prepared for us, not for the whole restaurant, just for us. Wow. I did a pastry cooking class, which was truly indulgence. I don't even remember what I learned. <laughs> but I did it at the Ritz in Paris. Wow, how fantastic is that? People were saying, oh, are you going to buy a home? What are you going to do? Nah, Paris. I will never forget it. And oh, my that. soul will carry that gift. Oh, for sure. That's Nothing else that. will actually compare. But I also remember when I delivered the speech on that very night, it was in August, uh, at Victoria University City Campus, and I was in front of this amount of people, that I had people in tears, and it wasn't my intention, but I remember starting the speech by saying, not bad for a housekeeper, because my first job ever was in a hotel, I grant you, five star, cleaning toilets and vacuuming carpets. Humble beginnings. And I became the biggest toast of the town in academia. So from cleaning toilets to becoming a top academic, but also I never believed my own tale. Today I can go and show you how to clean a toilet. And That's amazing. And it's that idea of sending it out of love. And humbleness too. Many people were wishing to be the winners of that award. They, they were wishing to be nominated for that. I only did my job. I wasn't after an award, and when you do your job with passion, like what you do here on a daily basis, people actually repay you in thousand folds. Exactly. 
And I remember when we were here with Laura and Liana last Saturday, that you said you need to try this cake that Christian made. It's amazing. And you said, but I need to sit there and watch you. That's, because to me, that's like winning a million dollars to me. Honestly, the satisfaction. I literally did sit at the end of this table and just the smile of satisfaction on all three of your faces, it was, it was priceless. And we couldn't finish it because <laughs> I, I still remember Grandma saying, Raul, the little kids in Africa, that they cannot eat. You need to eat everything on your plate. And I thought, oh, but we had the donut. We had the... I was going to say, you've got to tell them, Raul, you had the donut first. Donut, coffee, chicken, parmesan, <laughs> the works. We did the whole thing. Uh, I didn't eat that night. But it's that idea of sending things that you do with love. It's so true. But also, yeah. But I'm not expecting something back. That's very important too. Correct. Yeah. I know this is probably a little bit off kilter, but similar, similar um, understanding or essence. I remember my mother used to, my mother was very religious, God rest her soul. And um, my, mom, my mother used to always say, ask in prayer and you will receive. And it's so true. Sometimes it doesn't happen the next day. Sometimes it happens a month away. I never forget when I was, I was having this conversation with a girlfriend the other day. And when I had separated with my husband, and um, unfortunately, you know, he didn't pay his child support, as you know. Things Many like, mothers have probably related to that story. Do? So I was working, thankfully I had a part-time job. So I was working in an office as a receptionist, and um, it was Christmas time. This is the first year after I divorced. We're going through legal proceedings and so sure. forth. Um, and I never forget, it was Christmas 23rd of December. And the night before, I prayed so hard to, Arch to Archangel Michael. Mm -hmm. um, his ears must be burning off by now. And um, the Our Lady Madonna. I prayed to them both so much that all I wanted, and this is what I prayed for, and I'll never forget this, I prayed to give my mum and my dad that were alive at the time and my three sons a lovely Christmas lunch. Beautiful. So it was all about food. Yes. And, and I really couldn't afford lunch because we'd be going for the courts and you know, lawyers and so forth. And I cried myself to sleep that night. The next day, which was the 23rd of December, this is true or all, and mm -hmm. I'm getting emotional even saying it, um, I went to work at reception. And you know, it's Christmas time. A lot of the executives get presents from, you know, the big clients. company. I was working at BHP at the time. So the big clients were sending in presents and so forth. And I'm getting goosebumps because, <laughs> oh, it's a true story. Um, there was this big box delivered to reception and it was addressed to a certain manager. So I rang him up and I said, look, there's a box at reception for you. So he comes upstairs to the 27th floor and he opens a box and it was a 10 kilo frozen turkey. Mm. He goes, Marisa, he goes, I'm a single man. He goes, I'm, <laughs> this is true, Raul, oh my, I'll never forget this. He goes, I'm a single man. He goes, what am I going to do with a 10 kilo turkey? He goes, I'm going to Broken Hill to visit my mother tonight. I'm going to catch a plane. He goes, do me a favour, take it home and cook it for your kids. Oh. Raul, and me being very proud, typical Italian proud, yeah. I did want to accept it. He goes, one day, give me a, buy me a bottle of something to okay. drink. So I accepted it. I actually went to the toilet and I knelt down in the bath. This is a true story. Mm. I knelt down in the cubicle and I started crying and I thanked Our Lady mm. and Archangel Michael. And that's true. When I went back to reception, I composed myself. We got an email that we all received a $1,000 bonus oh. before lunch. That is a true story and, I will never, and I'm getting emotional. I will never forget that to the day I die. And again, all I wanted, and it's true, all I wanted, I'm getting emotional mm. now, all I wanted was for my sons and my mum and dad to have a nice Christmas, Christmas lunch. lunch. And 
and it happened. It happened. But can you see the synchronicity and sometimes when we talk about angels and we talk about connecting with source and connecting with the creator, but you also need to be doing your part. Of course. Um, course. Because if you were a horrible receptionist, yes, that Mm. man wouldn't have given you the turkey. Sure. Yes? He would have said, okay, thank you, and I'll go and give it to somebody else. But because you were warm-hearted, you were doing your job to the best of your abilities, he thought, what am I going to do with a man as well? I know you've got kids, you've got a family, and it is no balls from there. And what I usually say to people is, you never know who you meet in life. It's Be kind to reason. everybody. Exactly. I've always taught my boys this, and Vince can, he can hear me, he's smiling <laughs> in the background. I always said to my three sons, I've taught them, hopefully I've taught them more than two things, but two, two things important in things, two yeah. important things. Never judge anybody. Always look at your plate because you don't know the circumstances of other people and you don't know what tomorrow brings. And another thing I've always said to them also is treat the toilet cleaner or the cleaner like the executive or the CEO because they're all humans. Everybody has their own path to walk in life and respect everybody. And one day when I'm not here anymore, the boys, I actually hear the boys and I smile when I hear them say, they say to customers sometimes in the shop, I remember my mother used to teach me, always respect the toilet cleaner mm-hmm. or the cleaner, like the manager or the CEO. Yes. And you know, it's true. Because we're all humans. We've all got our own little special light inside us. Mm. And you know, we're all got a path to carry, or path to cross. Not long ago, probably about a month ago, I was at the Qantas Island Lounge at Domestic Airport in, uh, in Melbourne. And there was this lady, and you know, I was flying at a time in the morning that everybody goes to Sydney for business and then they're going to come back and you see them with briefcases and and iPhones and iPads feeling really important because there they are at the Qantas Lounge and they made it, yeah? And I thought, if only you knew. Uh, And this lady is going around picking up the the dirty cups but with a smile on her face and and saying, may I? And taking it away and smiling to people and saying thank you. She was saying thank you to them. And some people not even paying attention, not acknowledging. And she came and took my cup and I said, well, thank you so much, but let me tell you, you're doing an amazing it's job. Nice. I can see you smiling to everybody, even to the people that they're not even paying attention. And she said, you know what? It took me such a long time to get this job that now that I have She's it. grateful. So. I, not only grateful, she loved it. She was where she needed to be at that point in time. And to another person, or perhaps to the young generation coming up, like that they, well, that they actually say, yeah. I got a university degree and I should be the manager. And I used to say to people, well, you know what? I got not one of those, I got four of those. Mm-hmm. And, and can I still clean my own toilet? I can still make my bed. And if it comes, push comes to shove, and if I end up with nothing, I can still go and clean a toilet and get paid for it. It's funny you say that, because also with the cafe industry, um, obviously we have to you know, employ waiters and waitresses. Mm. I actually tell them to bring their resumes through to me, but I only look at that at a glance. Yeah. For me, it's not the experience, it's the attitude. Because especially in the hospitality industry, mm. you're more aware of it than I am, because you've had more experience. People just want acceptance. Yes. They want to be acknowledged. Yes. And you know, it's, it doesn't cost anything to smile. You know, 
you, it's a contagious thing. I remember, now I'm talking, now I'm going back now. We're going back now. This is bringing up a lot of memories. I used to teach religion, yes. RI, many, many years mm-hmm. ago, grade five and sixes. And there was this little boy. He used to call me Sister Marisa. Obviously, I wasn't a nun. He used to come in every Friday. i never forget this. He used to call me, good morning, Sister Marisa. And I said, hello. I can't remember his name. He'd always have a black eye. He'd have his arm in a sling. And one day, I pulled him aside. I was there just to teach him how to say the Our Father, say the Rosary and so forth. Um, one day, I pulled him aside. I said, I can't remember his name. I said, Tim, I have to know... Why do you come to school, to class, but every week? Bruised. Always bruised. He goes, because they pick on me and I, and I fight and I hit them back. Okay. I said, can you promise me, do this for one week and then come back to me and tell me what res- the responses are. He goes, tell me, Sister Marisa, tell me. Sister Marisa, of all people. <laughs> and I said to him, the next time someone picks on you, don't retaliate. Just smile. Just smile. Don't say anything and just smile. You see how they change week went past and I was wondering how you would he came into class Sister Marisa Sister Marisa no bruises because it worked he goes oh my goodness it actually worked he goes you know what they were shocked they didn't know what to say I said you know what you just smile and that actually diffuses things and he goes oh my goodness he goes and this I'm talking about a 10 year old little boy it wasn't yes, a, yes. you know high school or actually it wasn't he wasn't even 10 probably was younger than that and I said, see, what a smile can do. A smile is infectious. But you've got to genuinely be, you know, show your love from the smile. But isn't that beautiful, Marisa, that we can actually instill in the young people, in the young generation coming up in what I call our little rainbow warriors, mm-hmm. to be able to diffuse a situation through a smile. Yes. And we still have the leaders of today um, leading us, yeah. yes? Worldwide, they smile and you can tell that it's fake. And they, they go and smile or hug whole babies and kiss babies <laughs> when they need a boat. And then you don't see that being exactly. happening again. So true. And the issue is, do it all the time, but do it actually from the heart, not do because you're trying to get the parents' boat. Exactly. And also, you were saying to the boy, don't retaliate. And what are we looking at in the world? In the world. We're looking... A retaliation constantly, loggerheads, war, war, war. However, um, don't want to go politics because it's not the theme of the show, but if we look at the young people in North America, where they're rising up and they're saying, enough is enough, yeah. listen to us. That young girl that delivered a speech saying, um, I call BS to all of this, to mm-hmm. all of this that is happening, and she thought, my goodness, look at her. She's, she was 14, I think. Oh, that's amazing. But she's retaliating with words, with sentiments, mm-hmm. with the way that they feel inside. And that's what we need to acknowledge. If we are going to change the world that we live in for generations to come, we need to accept those young people as wise old souls exactly. coming in now and showing us a new pathway. I hope it happens because... Um Especially, I mean, I know the internet, obviously. Yes. Facebook, it's a positive and a negative side to everything, unfortunately. But it's like when we talk about, you know, that the world that gets bashed around by people, and I tend to like it. Um, ego, yes. yes? Because they keep on saying ego, ego, ego. And I usually say, okay, it's probably the negative side of the ego. Because if we look at the positive side of ego, we look at what makes us unique. Exactly. 
our personality. The positive side of ego is our communication between the conscious mind and the unconscious mind, mm -hmm. what allows us to connect to our angels. So we need to embrace that part of the ego mm -hmm. rather than embracing, okay, we're on Facebook now, but we're trying to, to share our experiences with people. It's not the look at me, look at me. And no, no, no. It's about giving something in return, sending the love through the camera, through what you did with the cafe and your, your, your children, which they became men. And you saw that progression. Not many people are privy to such a progression with three boys, particularly. Yeah, a lot of people are standard. I'm, I'm, I'm astounded that particularly boys, that they are so hard to actually push in the right direction. But what it actually says about the men that they became is that they had it within them. Yeah. Yes? Sure, man has to educate and show the way and become an example, but also it within themselves. Have, yes, and I was very, very blessed to have good parents too. And it does, it is that seed, you know. But isn't, isn't what we always say that before we, um, for those of you that probably believe in reincarnation, that we choose our parents. I totally believe that. Yeah. And there you have it. Um, Vince, Christian and Anthony chose their parents, although that for a different set of circumstances was not present. But if it wasn't for that dad, you wouldn't have these three boys. Exactly, exactly. So I look at it, and I don't know the full story, but I look at it from the point of view, what a gift that man gave you. I actually, it's funny you say that, and although we went through a divorce, I never wished him bad. No. And I actually, I rang him up one day, because unfortunately through divorce you mm. don't talk or whatever, and I said to him, thank you, and I thanked him. I know it sounds crazy. I actually thanked him for the experience because if it wasn't for him not paying me child support, I wouldn't have started making biscuits to pay the bills yes. and to feed my children. Yes. And I wouldn't have this cafe. Oh, isn't that amazing? And, just... and that's the honest truth. Yeah. And the phone went quiet when I said thank you. He didn't know how to respond. But I genuinely, genuinely mm. meant it. Yes. Because if it wasn't for us going through the circumstances that we went through, and it wasn't easy, as people that go through those situations can no. understand, but out of a negative... So many positives. Look at the positives. And we have touched a lot of people. I don't know if you can see in the background, there's a few <laughs> um, words of wisdoms on my wall. I write a lot. I like quotes uh, just to make people think when they're sitting down having a coffee. And We've got one just there above us that says, if I allow it, I'll touch it. Yeah. It's just things like... And like we're saying ego before, I've got another one on the wall that said, ego is not your amigo. Mm. So just little things like, you know... So, out of a negative, there's always a positive. And as I say, it doesn't get dark. My mother used to say it in Italian. Uh, I won't say it in Italian, but it doesn't get any darker than midnight and then the sun comes out. Yes, correct, correct. And Vince told me, sorry, Vince said to me the other day, he said, Mum, uh, before the same thing, it gets pitch black and then the sun starts to come out. Similar yeah. way, he said it more in a nice, sweeter way, but... Um, yeah. There we go. Yeah. See, very poetic. My and and nice you know what, Vince? I had an experience in my life no long ago, Marisa, 2014 in the Maldives, where my life was actually, and the life of many others, expats, were under threat and we ended up fleeing the island. Oh, and we ended up in an, in an island in the middle of nowhere in the Indian Ocean, under a shack. And 
I got to experience, do you know those pictures that you see of the algae glistening like stars in the water? Yeah. Wow. And it was pitch black and you could actually see that. Yeah. And at that point I thought, oh my God, I was feeling sorry for myself. Yeah, and suddenly look at the gift and as we live through that night, you start seeing the sun rise again. And you start realizing, sure, it was, it was truly, and pardon the expression, a shitty situation to be in. Mm -hmm. However, I wouldn't have experienced that because usually by that time I would have been in bed and I wouldn't have seen it. Mm -hmm. And I would have experienced what it was to see the new dawn and the message that that new dawn brought to me saying, you know what, things are going to get better and you're going to come out of this uh, a different person. And I did. I'm sure you did. Wow. Listen, let's talk. <laughs> Okay. About the book. We're talking a bit too much. I was no, 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 no. Talking is good. Talking is good. But um, let's go to the book now. Okay. Because this was a few years in the making, yes? A few years in the making. Over 15 years, I've kept on putting it down and picking it up again, typing, putting it down again. It's all timing. It is all timing. And we were talking about angels. And Marisa, the first time that she showed me the book, she said, look who I put here. And let me just show you. Uh, let me see because it shines a bit. Archangel Michael. He had to get a mention. He had to do a cameo. A cameo of Archangel Michael there on the book. But what I like about the book, Marisa, is that... I'm sorry, here are the boys. Let's just show... My people, handsome sons? People, the young men that they became. Christian, Vince and Anthony there with Marisa. What I liked about the book is that... As an educator, I look at... Does it grab my attention? Will it get me to open and to turn the page and to see simple recipes that I can achieve? No Marisa, no uh, Christian in the kitchen. And the recipes are clear and you've got lovely pictures there. Uh, maybe you won't be able to achieve that one as good as the picture is. But no, it's pretty, pretty basic recipes. No, pretty basic recipes, but recipes that people can actually do at home. Something easy to follow, nothing with too many ingredients, but still have a nice tasty... But sometimes tasty you look at cookbooks and you think, oh my God, all the steps and do this and do that. And here I do demystify that by making it really simple. The ingredients are there and very simple to follow steps. So... Tell us about the experience of writing this. The experience, I also, another many hats that I like to have done over the years, I've also done cooking classes at CAE, mm -hmm. so Council of Adult Education in the city, so to earn a little bit of extra money, but also because of a passion too, so it was a bit of a double-edged thing there. Um, sometimes after work I would um, be asked to go and do some cooking classes at a Council of Adult Education in the city. And over the years, um, I saw and I tapped into what people wanted out of the class. And I'm, by any, me by any means, I'm not a fantastic cook. And I'm not saying it, I really mean that I'm not a fantastic Michelin chef. It's just real, simple, old-fashioned food. That's all it is. It's nothing, you're not going to get a little pea and a little, you know, bit of asparagus there. It's just real simple food, and that's what people can relate to. Mm -hmm. It's just simple, we say casalinga or home-style cooking. It's all it is, basic, cooking with not many, not many ingredients and easy to follow. I found over the years, and I love cookbooks. I'm, unfortunately, I've got cupboards of cookbooks. A lot of the cookbooks I've found 
I buy them because the pictures, and I have to buy a cookbook with a picture as I can't buy a cookbook. It has to have a nice picture, not too many ingredients because I've bought cookbooks and behind me you probably can see them on the walls that I've never used because the recipes, there's, there's too many ingredients and I'd like to buy, and I, I wanted to create recipes that you didn't have to have. If you didn't have cheese, for example, in the pantry, if you didn't have onions in the pantry, you wanted to make a sauce, you didn't have to put it in. I've got that in my recipe. In the recipes, like if you don't have this, don't use it. It's still going to come out the same. Yes. So and improvise, and that's really how it is sometimes. I mean, I know I used to come home from work sometimes thinking, I'm going to make um, schnitzels. And then I'd go home and I've got no bread, no breadcrumbs. So what I would do, I'd just put the toast in the toaster. This is true. Toast it, because you know, being a single mother with three little hungry boys, yeah. I'd put the toast in the toaster, toast up the toast, grate the toast, and I've got breadcrumbs, and bam, I'll make a schnitzel. There you have it. It's just improvising, and that's through experience. But it's what we call, um, sometimes in education, thinking on your feet. Yes, and thinking because laterally, not... Teachers sometimes, they've got a session plan that they think that they have to follow religiously. And it's I usually happened. said, you know what? Follow your class, follow your students, see what they need and it's go with that. Yes, yes. Don't think that you need to follow that session plan, that recipe. And that's what you're saying. Well, okay, I don't have breadcrumbs, but what do I do? You thought, okay, well, if I toast the bread and then I just shred it, I'm going to end up with breadcrumbs. Yeah. So, and then people would say, oh my God, Marisa. No word of a lie. Is that how you make breadcrumbs? Because some people have never done that before. Correct. But it's amazing. Back again, back to basics. Back to basics, literally. When I had the chance to visit Rome twice, um, and I stayed in hotels, and you know, the hospitality business, the world is really small, it's like a handkerchief. Yes. And I knew the concierge at the hotel that I was staying at. And I said, okay, where do I go for dinner tonight? And he said, okay, none of these restaurants around here because they're all for the tourists. Yes. He will send me to little, little mama's way. house. <laughs> little mama's house, yes, that only a few people knew. I can and, imagine. And that's when you actually taste what the happens real. here, yes. what you do here. Yeah. It's not the Michelin star. And you know what? Particularly for us in, in the hospitality industry, we're already used to that. We're already seen it. We already experience. And it doesn't really impress you anymore. Mm. And I'm not saying this in a flippant way. No, it's because today. we work in that area that you've seen it. You want to see something like what my grandmother used to do. And the smell takes you back. And I remember walking into that place and immediately I thought it's like grandma's here. It's beautiful. I remember also, you just, I'm bringing, you're bringing a smile to my face. <laughs> the first week we opened at the shop, this is seven years ago, it was summertime. And I made, we organized fresh chicken schnitzels um, we made chicken pump. My son's laughing in the background. I can see. <laughs> he remembers like <laughs> it was. Yeah, I won't be too elaborate, okay. but I'll, actually, you know, why not? It's, we're real here on this on this show. Yeah. He's, he's he's already going red in the background. <laughs> he's going away. I never forget this young boy, eighteen years old, ordered chicken parmigiana, and I brought it out to him. And one of the waitresses said, "Oh, Marisa, uh, the gentleman wants you outside on the table." He was eating outside because it was summer. Yeah. And he, she said, something's wrong with the schnitzel. I was horrified. Mm -hmm. The first week we opened, I said, oh my goodness, what's wrong? They're fresh. I got them delivered from the butcher in the morning. I make my own schnitzels. I went outside. He goes, excuse me, excuse me, senora. He goes, there's something wrong with my chicken. I said, I'm sorry, but I actually crumbed them fresh this morning. Uh, and he goes, it's not a love heart shape. I said, sweetheart, my breasts are real. And then I thought I had to be careful how I say that. Mitz goes, mum, 
<laughs> My breath are real. The, the poor sweetheart, he was used to, you know those fabricated love oh, hearts? Oh, that you see them on the, Not that I've, you know, supermarket. Like the supermarket. I said, no, these are freshly made. And it's a true story. Because we're so conditioned. A lot of people conditioned, you know, like you're seeing, like, you know, the nuggets and so forth. But I said, no, these are real chicken scissors the old way. My mum used to make them but when the, I was young. the love hearts... I don't know how it's not do. a chicken breast, is it? It's, it's probably, probably minced or it's something. It's probably a mince and they fabricate into a love heart yeah, shape, yeah, yeah. but that's a true story. No, but I see, I see, and I laugh because I see those at the supermarket and I think, I don't want to eat that. No, no, it's no. not Valentine's no, Day. No, no, no. no. <laughs> so my son is horrified when I, when I retell this story, but it's a true story. No, but it's, it's, it's to be able to show that sometimes soul food mm. is all about cooking like at home. And it's nostalgic too. Yes. Notice how some taste buds, like you said, brings you back to your mm. grandmother when you used to make the pasta. Yes. It's like when you listen to a song, it takes you back somewhere. Yes. Similar scenario. The smells. Yes. The smells take you back mm. because that's what I remember. The cooking, the, 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 the sugo being made and you just... That's sure. what it takes you it's back true. and that's what, it's, that's what it touches your soul. And that's what, we, what we're talking about here of... Yeah, somebody saying they tell me comfort food. Yes. Definitely, definitely. Comfort food. Perfect. It's that idea of, because sometimes we associate tell me comfort food with something naughty and it doesn't have to be naughty yes. to be comfort. It's True. that idea that somebody that loved you made it for you. And I remember going to grandma, yeah, to my grandma's place and I would say to grandma, grandma, I saw this in the magazine, like new idea or something. Uh, and I would say, could you make me that? And she would say, sure, not a problem. She didn't even look at the recipe. Yeah. And she will make it look like the picture. And we got the tagliatelle carbonara. Beautiful, beautiful recipe and beautiful food. And, and as you can see, the, the recipe is so simple to follow. Marisa, if people want to get their hands on the book, on the Bella Corsi Taste of Life book, where do they get it? They can, at the moment, you can actually either come to the shop, uh, 71 Beach Street, Port Melbourne, mm -hmm. and we sell them at the shop. They um, also, I have got a few copies still at the moment in readings in Carlton. Okay. And um, on the website, if you email me through the website, uh, the website's balacozzi.net.au. Okay. Um, or on Facebook, we could, I can send you out a copy yeah. also. Perfect. Uh, check out Bella Cosi on Facebook. B-E-L-L-A-C-O-S-I, Velacossi, and velacossi.net.au. .net.au. Yeah, and you can get in touch with Marisa. You can talk to Marisa if you are overseas and you're watching this program. Uh, you can still order the beautiful book, and Marisa will actually uh, send it to you. And you can actually get to experience a little taste of Velacossi Port Melbourne. But if you are, or if you live in Australia and you're in Melbourne, do yourself a favor and truly come and have a chat with Marisa, come and have a chat with the boys. They are really warm, they are warm-hearted, beautiful souls. They will look after you really well. Um, if you want a Nutella on a Saturday, send Marisa a message me and a she, will put it, she will put it aside. Uh, Marisa, to finish off, what will be the message that you will give to people that perhaps are a little bit afraid about cooking? Don't be afraid to experiment. Don't, don't be... Just follow your instinct. Um, a lot of people say, um, a lot of people say to me, oh, Marisa, I'm scared to do this and I'm scared to do that. 
I was I actually taught myself I honestly did teach myself to cook mm. my mother was a great cook but we weren't allowed to be in the kitchen cooking I actually smelt the food imagined the food in my head and I know it sounds very simplistic but just experiment and just yes. taste yes. just taste as you go and just be impulsive and again I know it sounds very cliche just follow your passion and remember to connect with source with God with goddess with spirit with your angels as you are actually gathering the ingredients Definitely. and then as you start the cooking process because that's what's going to bring the beautiful food to that plate and to the table when you're actually cooking for family. So remember, Bella Cosi, Port Melbourne, and I'm just going to show you that we have and we're going to be enjoying immediately after the show beautiful croissants with Nutella and some fresh brewed coffee that Vince make for us. Marisa, I would like to take this opportunity to thank you so much. Thank you, Thank for, you for being a part of enlightened conversations but bringing that alignment through your passion through food. Thank you so much and thank you everybody and I hope to see you one day or hear from you very soon and I have to say before we go, mm, please. Raul is very humble, <laughs> look at this lovely, lovely painting that Raul, hopefully you probably can, uh, this beautiful picture, this painting that I got as a gift from Raul. Because oh, Marisa's Cafe and uh, is actually across from the water here in Port Melbourne, so I thought that I would paint something for Marisa and the boys to have us a little memento because I'm not going to be coming all that often to Velacosi anymore because on the 6th of June I'm actually moving to Sydney. However, whenever in Melbourne, I will make certain that I'll pay them a visit here. And I'll make certain that Natalia is put aside <laughs> yes. for too. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Marisa. Thank you so Thank much. You. Don't forget, Velacosi. Taste of Life book is available through Marissa's website, so bellacossi.net.au, or simply follow them on Facebook and Instagram as well, Bellacossi, you're going to find them there. And I'll leave you, as I always say, no, before I leave you, actually, I would like to take this opportunity to thank my sponsors, Lightworker Foundation and White Light Publishing House for making this show possible, for allowing Marissa and I to talk about food and to enjoy the conversation and hopefully you get a lot out of this conversation with Marisa today. So as I always say, please remember, believe in angels because they do believe in you. Until I see you next time, thank you so much and many blessings and much love. Bye for now. Thank you.